I think this is extremely exciting. I think this is a very big moment. Yated Naman, the Chinuch Roundtable. This is a mainstream Litvisha paper that is asking a question and having experts on Chinuch from all over answering the question. I want to read it. The question is as follows. This painful and sensitive issue has been on my mind for some time. We live on a wonderful, nice block with regular Tayyidika families. Unfortunately, one of the teenagers on the block is struggling and sadly is not currently religious. How should we as parents be discussing this with our children? This is the question of the, of the century because it's everywhere. And I want to tell you what they said and then I have a very, very funny story and uh, I want to tell you what I personally think, Lafi Ani Azdati. But first let's see what our our machanchim, who are out there, what they what they say. So first of all, I give the Yatad so much credit. I don't think five years ago that this would have been something that they want to talk about, or certainly not ten years ago. It's unfortunate. Everybody has this problem. Everybody has this problem on every block. And we used to deal with it ten years ago, twenty years ago. People didn't know what to do, and they didn't always do the right thing. Here, they're bringing it up to the machanchim. The first machanach is... A very, very wonderful friend of mine, Rabbi Mordechai Levine, the son of the Telzer Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Ramchaim Levine Zatzal. He's Manal Yaakov Academy. He's a wonderful, wonderful person and a very smart mechanach. This is what he answers. Unfortunately, this issue is indeed very painful and sensitive, right? Because they wrote this painful and sensitive issue, right? So, yes, it is painful and sensitive. In fact, it is one of the most difficult issues facing parents in schools today. As neighbors, you should exude warmth and friendship to the teenager on the block who is struggling. Again, as parents of regular kids, healthy regular kids, how should you deal with that? What they used to call bum, geita, shiksa, give me some uh, low life, icevarf, thank you. Any other ones? Right? What? Shai getzaros. That's where you come from. Okay, how should you deal with him? He says, as neighbors, you should exude warmth and friendship, which is what Reb Gershon Edelstein Shlita said, kavod v'yididus. Warmth and friendship to the teenager on the block who was struggling. Now, let's take a break. The question was, we have a big problem. We have a kid walking up and down our block, smoking weed, or there's stuff happening. A girl, not sneers, a boy with a girlfriend, driving on Shabbos, right? And, and what should we do with our children? And now he's telling you, before we get to your children, you have to not only not avoid them or, or cover your kid's eyes. He's saying you have to go ahead and be nice to them. Sounds like he's He's listened to what the Zaira Kaddish says specifically in Parashas Truma, which I don't know why Kalal Yisrael forgot. And you don't have to be chesidish to follow the Zaira Kaddish. But anyway, Chazanish said the same thing many people say. But he says like this, As neighbors, you should exude warmth and friendship to the teenager on the block who is struggling. Many times the parents bear the brunt of their child's frustration and anger, and compassion in a non-questioning neighbors can be calming and reassuring. How beautiful. Basically, in English, he's telling people from Brooklyn, act like you're from out of town. Be nice. Don't be judgmental. Just be nice. It's going to help everybody. It's going to help the kids. It's going to help the parents. It's not necessary to proactively discuss your neighbor's struggles with your own children. 
However, if your child does ask you or seems troubled by what he sees, a discussion is warranted. Explain that every person will face challenges in their lifetime. I love this. Like, you know, it's never going to happen to us. Like, you know, don't look, kick, nish. No, it's a chinuch moment. It's a time to be mechanic your children. A lot of people struggle. Every person faces challenges in their lifetime. Some more difficult than others. Hopefully with siyata, deshmaya, emuna, bitachin, and a salad, chinuch, and musr basis. Musr, okay, it is the atad, you know. It's after right, musr basis. A person can withstand these pressures and overcome the challenges. Sometimes the tests are too tough and can even cause good people to fail and fall. He's teaching the children that these are good people. And they have a challenge that's too hard for them. Sometimes the tests are too tough and can cause even good people to fail and fall. Nevertheless, with time and professional help, and professional help, these struggling youth can eventually recover and return. He's teaching the kids the sugya. Tell your child that we do not judge or look down on others. Wow, what a chidush. Where did he get this from? Good midos, uncle maishi. This is all, right? We never really did this. Tell your child, we don't judge or look down on others. You see the kids smoking weed on Shabbos? We don't look down on others. That's chinuch. This is a chinuch moment. Rather, we must daven that those in pain, who says they're all in pain? No, you're letting them manipulate you and they're just balitaiva. No, he says those in pain should have a full recovery. That's what the Satmar Rebbe said. That's what Gersh Nielsen said. He said that they're in pain. We have to daven for Rafu. That's what Chaim Kanievsky told a parent here that he didn't need a bracha for spiritual, only Rafu Shalema. He's, he's like all of us. He's dealing with a tough, a tough problem and he's in pain. Rather, we must daven that those in pain should have a full recovery. And as parents, you should also daven that your children successfully overcome the challenges thrown at them. How beautiful. Morty? Nice. Mwah. To all our troubled souls. And may they be able to experience internal peace and tranquility. He knows the sugya. This is somebody that we can trust. Wow. Ready for the next one? Rabbi Nelson Sherman, General Editor, Art School Musara Publications. I have actually a video because I was sitting next to him and somebody came over to him and told him, Rebbe, so he looks over his shoulder, who are you? He says, you were my Rebbe 40 years ago. And he told him a story of how he dealt with him 40 years ago when he was a troublemaker in school, he said, now I'm a Rebbe because of you. And that's how I treat my children. So he's a mechanic par excellence. Several generations already. He says, as the writer says, it is indeed painful and sensitive. Before responding to the question, I'd like to mention another aspect of the problem. Father came to a PTA meeting and mercilessly insulted his daughter's Mora, bringing her to tears. The next morning, she told the story to her principal, the legendary Mrs. Buna Shulman, Aleha Shalim. Mrs. Shulman said, we have to especially, we have to be especially considerate to that poor girl. Just imagine what she must go through at home. The parents of the teenager are surely suffering much more anguish than the neighbors. 
Always bear that in mind. He's saying it in reverse. We're, we're saying, Oy, it must be so hard to be a neighbor of, of this kid because you smell once in a while something. Think about the parents, right? They're going through so much embarrassment and so much pain, much more than what we need to deal with. Always bear that in mind. Unfortunately, there are many such cases, but many, if not most, of these wayward boys eventually come back if their parents and neighbors don't drive them further away by making them feel bitter and hated. It's unbelievable. Now it's out there in the open. Statistics. This is what we've been seeing for 20 years. And now the Mechanchem are listening. And they're telling people, if, if we don't make them parents and neighbors, and we don't, we don't do that, we're not merachik them, they come back. You and your children should keep saying, Good Shabbos, and how are you doing? Tell your children that not, not, not everyone is as gebenched as they are. Not everyone is blessed as they are to be in yeshiva and to love Hashem. Sometimes people make serious mistakes or something bad happened to them. They are still Hashem's children with a Jewish neshama. And if he was Chabad, he would say, Of course, we don't want to be like them. But we should make a Kiddush Hashem by being nice to them. Beautiful. Everyone has a chance to do tshuva. Hashem is waiting for him. In other words, this is an opportunity to be mechanach our children on how to really deal with this problem that that we never treated or told our children about. Now, by the way, when I had home sweet home, um, I, I do have a right to an opinion on this matter because I went ahead and I took mechale Shabbos, who were very tough, and ganavim, and addicts, and guys who did bad stuff and said all kinds of terrible stuff, and I brought them into my house, and I had to raise my children, and I had no idea how it's going to work out. I just, I had faith, and I believed that I'm doing the right thing. What I did do with my kids was every, maybe six months, twice a year, three times a year, I mean, they would see this kid come in, the new kid, 17-year-old, 16-year-old punk, you know, with and they would see Tati, me, buying them a leather jacket, and they had these breaks, and they're going out to smoke in the middle. And every once in a while, each one, as they grew up, i put my arm around my kid and say, you know, they wish they were like you. They would trade places with you in a heartbeat. They went through so much, and they're on the outsides. And we're going to help them come back. And you know what kind of a chinuch was for my kids when they saw that we brought them back? When the first kid, and said, not only it didn't make them want to go off, why would I want to go off if they all want to come back? So as soon as you get over that hump and they understand, we have a tafkid over here to be makarev, which regular literature people unfortunately don't have in their blood as much as other, our, our fellow brethren of different cultures. Right? We, we didn't grow up with that. Give up and be makarev. No. First thing we want to do is shut it off, shut them out. Don't let them in. Don't let the kids see. Sorry, we're past that. Our kids see. Uh, there was a kid in Home Sweet Home that when he was 11 years old, his father was very firm and he had a big problem. He needed to stop off and get something in Walmart and he couldn't leave the kid in the car by himself. So he brought his kid into Walmart. But do you know what, do you know what goes on in Walmart? If you have, if you're as holy as his father, if we're holy, uh, holy eyes, you can't, you can't walk through Walmart. So he got a bag and he put it over his son's head. And he, he maneuvered him, okay, through Walmart. And in his mind, 
You know, this is, he did the greatest thing in the world. We all wish our kids didn't have access to bad, to see bad, to, to be, to, to see that people could go off. People say, I don't want my kids to know they could go off. Those are people who don't understand the sugya. Nobody's going off just because you could. It takes a lot of anger and pain to go off. Nobody's following. But here we're saying it's a different world. They wish that they would be like us. And this is what you have to tell them. They, they can find their way back home. And they are children. They are Shem's children. Okay, let's go to the next one. Rabbi Gil Spiro, old, old, old friend of mine. Fantastic speaker. We were in Camp Kaltaira together. Voice of reason. I'm assuming that this is a friend of the family. You can tell your children that sometimes kids have a harder time seeing the beauty in Yiddishkeit, and that means that we should be extra careful to stay away from them. No. It should be extra nice and extra understanding. It's like all these mechanchim came up to realize that these people need extra nice. Explain to them the importance of not being judgmental. Don't think you're better than them. And giving the benefit of the doubt. Those are real chinuch moments. Teaching our children, and and don't look down and don't think you're better. You're lucky. You're lucky. They're struggling. And we have a job. Maybe you could tell your children to have them in mind during davening. Wow, how beautiful, right? Once they're having in mind that the neighbor should come back to Hashem by davening, that's also going to help them not want to follow. They realize that they're nebuch, not, not, not. And you should do the same as parents. Additionally, remind them that most of these children find their way back home, but only if they are made to feel welcome. Make sure they know that these struggling teens are no less Hashem's children than they are. Isn't it amazing? Amazing. This is not 1986 anymore, people. Good morning, America. Rabbi David Morgenstern. It's a wonderful chash of a guy. He's a, he's a son-in-law of Harav, my father's dear friend, Rabbi Meir Zlatowitz of Art Scroll. And he's a manal of Yeshiva Dachi Farakaway. And for some reason, he thinks people think that we look the same and confuse us all the time. So if he's ever not available for the Ated, I'm willing to put in the article and you can put in a picture of me and no one could tell. I think he's much more handsome. Anyway, this is his advice. Be nice. Crazy idea. Be respectful. Show your children not to be judgmental or look down upon them or their families. It happens in the best of homes. We should daven for them, and they should be zeichet to see and feel the beauty of our Torah and come back to Yiddishkeit, and that the family should no longer be in enormous pain. Isn't this great? This is so much fun. I never liked the Ated as much as I like it now. Okay, everybody, go buy the Ated. It's, it's really good. Reb Eisenstark, one of the premier, oldest nechanchem of our dar. I think 60 years or something like that is mechanach. My answer to this question might be different if I knew the ages of your children, their temperament, and the level of their religious commitment. Okay? I discussed your question with my daughter-in-law, Gila of Detroit. Interesting, he's passing it on. Okay? She told me that she and her husband, Elchanan, raised their children to be non-judgmental of others, to understand that there are differences in each one of us, and that happenings affect each one differently. The only thing one can do, and it should be done to the best of their ability, 
is to fortify and strengthen our Tyridika way of life and make our children proud and privileged to be able to lead a Torah-centered existence. They should be imbued with a, a life full of Simcha Sachayim. Right? It's not about don't let them see the other people. Fortify them. They won't want to go there. Simcha Sachayim. And then it would not matter to them what the next person does or thinks, why things bother them, or what problems they endured. Your children must understand that they do not possess the wherewithal to judge or help them. Because our children know that Hashem runs the world, I will tell them that they should daven for their struggling neighbor in every tefillah. When saying rifa enu, interesting, because they asked, the Shiloh was asked, should you pray for them in hashiveinu vinu or rifa enu? And they asked it to the makubo. It's in the training, but I wasn't listening to our training, but you guys have to. So who was the makubo? Um, uh, I forgot which makubo was asked for. Um, he wears a litvisha hat. Who? No, not regular. Anyway, um, and he said the same thing. He said, in Rifa'enu, makes more sense, even though the Chazan, uh, the, the Chazanish wrote a tefillah, which we say in Hashivenu. Anyway, you could say it in both, right? But he says, in Rifa'enu, and asks that Hashem should help him come back. This will certainly help to strengthen your children's emuna, bring them closer to Hashem, and deter them from following the wrong derech. I am having so much fun. Let's do one more. Our dear friend, Ramosha Bender, the son of Rabbi Yaakov Bender, one of the premier mechanchim of our dar. He's, Ramosha is his son, associate dean, Yeshiva Darachi Farakaway. I am not sure why this has to be a family discussion. I don't think that everything that happens on the block should be discussed with family members. Interesting. Klal Yisrael has a very special maila of Matayva Olecha Yaakov because we do not look into other people's homes. Now, if your son and daughter are older and they express to you that they feel a bit uncomfortable around him, then you should tell them that he is going through a hard time. You should always share, also share with them stories of our G'daylam, who always went out of their way to be nice to children and people who were having a hard time with Yiddishkeit. At the same time, of course, it doesn't mean that they should become best of friends with the struggling teen. Rather, they should acknowledge, show respect, and never judge. Very nice. Rib David Engel, Manal of Toronto Cheder. Many other teens in their situations scorn or ridicule their wayward friends. The fact that you're reaching out to seek guidance on this delicate issue attests to your refinement and sensitivity for others, which hopefully you can pass on to your children. Four key points should be made to them. Number one, what we are seeing are external signs of internal pain. Half of a fella. This is what the feedback that we've been giving for 20 years, just that when we started saying it 20 years ago, the regular mainstream said, what are you talking about? This taiva, you don't think it's taiva? There's this internet, you know? Now they mamish one after another. We should understand that no one chooses these behaviors unless they are in intense pain and feel that these behaviors will give them temporary relief. Who taught this to us? Right, Rib Shimon Russell? talks to us about that. He has beautiful videos on that. Temporary relief. If you have a mosquito bite, you scratch it. Why are you scratching it? You're going to have an infection. I know, but I can't stop. I need that two seconds of relief. We all we all know what that's like. What are you doing that makes any sense? No, but I need to. They have tremendous pain. Some of them cut themselves, numb themselves, do sins, anything to give them temporary relief. 
we must feel for them, for their pain, and resist judging them. Just because we are fortunate to be from, doesn't mean we are better than them. Isn't this true? We don't begin to understand their challenges, their nisyonas. Number two, we should try to keep in mind the aforementioned pain and daven for them. Dedicate mitzvahs and chesed that we do in their schos and ask Hashem to heal them from their pain. Number three, whenever we encounter former friends who have gone off the derech, we should display warmth to them, smile as much and as often as we can, and engage them in light conversation while at the same time be cognizant of not getting too close to them so that their behaviors won't affect us. As like the famous saying goes, be nice to everybody, but not with everybody. You don't have to go with them, and they don't expect you to go with them. But don't distance yourself from them and look down at them. Four, the good news is that most of these kids find their way back, but as a session, I think it would be an excellent lesson for your children for your children, for them to see you reach out to this teenager to chapa shmuz with him on a regular basis. The opposite. Five years ago, how do we hide them? How do we how you think? You know, it's a good lesson for your kids. They should see you, Tati and Mommy, go out to that kid and chapa shmuz. When these kids finally come back and are asked to share their struggles during this low point in their lives, many talk about the feelings of abandonment and disenfranchisement from Klal Yisrael. Hmm? Amazing. If everybody would do this, kids would not feel the way they feel. One more. Okay, two more. Okay, three more. Because the, the last one's very good also. Rabbi Yisrael Hisiger. It is important for children to know, I know that it's almost the same thing over and over again, but I am on such a high that everybody is getting it. There's not one guy that wrote, Chas v'shalom. Make sure you kids don't see it. They shouldn't know it exists. Put a bag over their head every time they go in and out. Don't. Today it's an underveld. <laughs> Rabbi Yisrael Hissiger. It is important for children to know that life is full of struggles and tests. By the way, this is also why I'm focusing on this. Is this a message for everyone in calling Yisrael? Your kids need to know this. They're going to see stuff. They need to know. Life is full of struggles and tests. In fact, Chazal tell us that the greater the person, the greater the Yetzirah pulling them away from the proper path. If we see someone veering away from the path of Tyra, we have to know that he is a good boy or girl who at the present time needs our smack in the face. No, love and support. I would suggest that they be cordial, friendly, and seek opportunities to show kindness and connect with him. They should share the beauty of Yiddishkeit and Yidin. They should be should behave normally toward him. They should feel his tsar, his pain, even if it's not impar- even if it is not apparent. Again, he understands that there's pain here, and they should keep him in their tefilos to the parent who is struggling with a child who has strayed. Perhaps I can offer a perspective. Recently, I heard about a rav in Chutzla Eretz in the early 1900s, whose sons were not observant. He was understandably pained to no end over it. He sent letters to a guy in Eretz Yisrael with whom he was friendly, and he asked for guidance. The response was to show abundant love and encouragement, and they will come back. I don't know the outcome, but I feel strongly that rejecting him as a person of self-worth will definitely not bring these children back. We have to be nice about with the child and the parents who are experiencing this difficulty. I would add, so many of you parents say, 
that when your kid is sick, everybody comes to help, but when it's this, silence. If to be nice about all what parents experience means, knock on the door, you see the mother, the father, say, what can we do to help? I see you're struggling with a kid. What can we do? Maybe take out, maybe do something for the other kids. They need help. Maybe they need help. Be nice about all with the child and the parents who are experiencing this difficulty. Mirza Hashem. They will be worthy of Siata Deshmaya to experience a complete turnabout soon. Shmil Yaakov Klein, Director of Publications and Communications of Torah Umzair. It will depend entirely on the age of your children. If they are old enough to understand the OTD syndrome and its possible causes, then explain it to them. If they are young and impressionable, it might be wise to guide them away from having a meaningful cashier with the teenager in question. But of course, always being courteous and friendly. What is worst of all is demonizing the teenager. A lot of people, they think that I'm going to demonize, I'm going to talk bad about that to my other kids. He says that's bad for your kids to hear. What is worst of all is demonizing the teenager to your children. For that will not only hurt and possibly harm the teenager, the struggling teenager, but it will also encourage a lack of empathy in your own children. That would be almost as terrible as what has, what, as what has affected the teenager. Be vigilant and encouraging at the same time. He's saying it's terrible chinuch to show our children that there's a yid out there that we don't care about. Shegetz and Oisvarf, it's the worst chinuch for your children. First of all, it goes against what the Baal Shem Tev said and what the Chazanish said. It goes against Taira, but it's bad midas to show them that there's a Jew that we don't care about that's a low life, a garnish, to nothing, Oisvarf and all of these things. I want to say it again. What is worst of all is demonizing the teenager. That means saying bad things about the struggling teen to your children. For that will not only hurt and possibly harm the teenager, but will also encourage a lack of empathy in your own children. They will not care about other Yidin in pain. Let's end with this one. Remeir Kranzer, if you're out there, please contact me. I believe he was my camper, and I be- or at least we were on the stage together a long time ago in Camp Kol in 1988 or 1989. Um, you look a little different in the picture, and this is fantastic. This is a truly painful and sensitive topic. Begin by constantly showering your own children with tyridical warmth and praise. Tell your kids to daven for their neighbor. My Rosh Hashiva, Rebbe Baxt, would often say that the expression, mind your own business, is not a Yiddish one. Because, you can't just turn away and, and look away. Your kids should be taught the Gemara in Saita, which says that it's a Ruach Shtus that overcomes the Yid when they do Averis. They should still continue to treat their teenage colleague like a Yid and friend. Explain to them that their neighbor is struggling internally even more than can be seen externally. And they should be especially warm to them. They should go out of their way to try to be mechazik them as best as they can. He doesn't mean to go over and say, did you put on tefillin today? They should also be explained that just like on an airplane, if the emergency oxygen mass were to drop, we are instructed to put ours on first and then assist others. We have to strengthen our relationship with the Rabbi Shalom, and then we can be true ambassadors to help bring his children back to him soon. Good point. One does not have to be a certified Kirov professional to positively impact another struggling Yid. 
Sometimes just being empathetic, welcoming, and friendly is all that's needed. May we hear Basur's Tavis very soon. Atzlacha Rabba. Right? We could all do that. We could all be have empathy that someone's going through a hard time, welcoming and friendly. Today you showed me a picture of a boy at your house, one of your parents here. And this boy, as she stepped out, and this boy, you look at him, we would all adopt him. He's off the derech, but he's a yummy, he's a puppy. I call him puppy, he's a yummy kid, great midas, went through nebuch what he went through. But his parents threw him out of the house. But we all see yummy. And a lot of parents, it's hard because you're in pain. But those of us working on the street, they're, they're so good. You just have to stop looking down at them. So what we see over here now is that we've turned a corner. We cannot not be mechanach our children because they will see that kids go off the derech. We had a family that was here and the daughter is living among Goyim and she really loves her sister and her sister has a few kids in the family and she's a very edelah girl. She's edelah girl. And the advice that the sister got was you cannot let your children know that you have a sister that went off the derech. They can't know. They, they're going to see that she has red nail polish. She's not a, she's not a, going to come on a motorcycle and she, she doesn't smoke in public on Shabbos. None of that. No. As if she's dead. You cannot do that. I brought them into my house. My kids are stronger because of it. I have a family, a teepee family lives across the street from me. I, I saw their kids smoking weed and whatever. It didn't affect us negatively. Work on ourselves. Make sure our kids understand all these messages. And go out and be mechazik Eden. The Zayar Kaddish says that the schar that you get is so huge, and Hashem is putting them all around you. And instead of running and grabbing diamonds and opening our hearts, instead people, for the worst reasons, are being marachik them. There's absolutely nothing wrong if your children see that not everybody is fortunate enough to stay from, but what does Hashem want from us? So this is what I want to tell you. They asked this to Rav Steinman Zatzal. They asked the Sturfstein, what do you tell children? And he said very clear, with tears in your eyes, you explain that this boy, this brother, this sister, this relative, they're not from. Not everybody is as lucky as us. What should we do? Our job is to be makar of them, to shower them with so much warmth and love that eventually they're going to want to be like us. Now if we all did this, they, they, they once marched against the Mechalali Shabbos teenagers. They marched against them. They wanted to shut a park in Bar Park. There was a meeting. Maybe we should shut the... No. Every Friday night, everybody go out. And with our kids, I took my kids to the park. Yes, they saw guys smoking on Shabbos. That, they're going to say, Ooh, I never knew. I never knew I could do an Avera. Ooh, really? Tati gave him a hug? Okay, I'm going to smoke on Shabbos. How ridiculous. And the world is changing. You see from over here. You have to know your kids, be mechazik your kids, and all of that. The world has changed. We have to teach the kids on the school bus. They all have to know. Rabbi Shleim Miller Shlita was one of the biggest Paiske Adar when he was here at our group. I have it on video. He said, I don't understand. He said, when I grew up, half my family wasn't from. We became so, like we forgot where we came from. In the 50s and the 60s, at the Aguda Convention, was there a sign that if you don't wear a shaitel, you can't come to the Aguda Convention? Who wore a shaitel? There was no, they came sleeveless, 
Ramosha was there. We built Klal Yisrael not by saying that if you're not like us, you can't come into our Machna. Everybody did very well. We built beautiful, beautiful dairies. And now we think kids cannot see that anybody could do an Avera because they're all going to do an Avera. Like that Satmar father that told me, Avi, I convinced him, Avi, I'm willing to hug my kid even though he shaves. That's what he said. He said, but not in front of my other boys. Because if they see Tati's hugging even though he shaves, even though the boy shaves, they're all going to shave. I said, really? That's as much credit that you give the chinuch system? That you were mechanach your children? You think they all, none of them want to be satmer? None of them buy into, you know, like, like no, none of them want to be from? It's like as soon as you show them, I'm going to hug you if you have red nail polish, all your kids want to have red nail polish? Nothing personal. <laughs> as soon as you show them that I'm hugging my daughter, or she has a, or, or, or we're being nice to a neighbor. We had Syrian neighbors who are not, my kids didn't expect me to be mean to them. I said, they, they, they do what they do, we do what we do. Not everybody grew up with only from kite around them. Why is this? It's like it's a crazy thing that we have. We built this shtetl, and again, I wish that we didn't have a problem, and I wish that they should never see that doing an avera is an option, and they should never see, and they should never. Great, but that's not. Now we're going to kill people, so the kids shouldn't see. That's chinuch. No, this is called the chinuch roundtable. That's chinuch. Be mechanach your children. How to deal with those who stray? I had an aunt. Didn't everyone have an aunt and an uncle and a, a cousin who's not from? My parents said, don't look, don't look at him because then I'm going to decide to wear a yarmulke that, that looks like a, only that you pick up at a funeral. I'm going to wear one of those. I'm going to give this up and I'm going to want to be like them and drive on Shabbos and eat McDonald's. Why wouldn't I want my chinuch? So yes, we have to be, make it strong, give them some chesachayim, teach them how to daven, teach them how to deal with it. Now I want to end with this. There was a family that came here. And they had a very, very, very sad situations. The Novominsk Rebbe, Schusu personally sent them to me. Three kids off the derech. And they did TP. And they got their kids to be living home. Instead of living with Goyim with Shikses, and one of them was in crime, and, and they got him, he stopped crime. We, we, were, we were on a mahalach. But the neighbors, this exact situation, the neighbors didn't like it. They didn't like going to shul, we pay a lot of money to live in a Jewish neighborhood, and they have to pass this thing, and it smells like like smoke. They didn't like they didn't like it. I don't blame them. They didn't like it. But what they did, they threatened them. We're going to throw you off the block. They said you better you better stop. You don't do this. Don't do this. And don't do this. And then the father was a rebbe somewhere, and they got him fired. They said if you don't stop this TP, we're firing you, and we're throwing your seven year old out of our school. And they said, but the Novomitzkareb is our Das Torah. He's, they said, he's not the Das Torah of our yeshiva. So he said, I can't lose my job, and I can't move, and I can't have my seven-year-old be thrown out. So he stopped coming here. They stopped coming here. The daughter, a year later, became pregnant with a Schwarze, uh African-American husband. They now have an African-American uh, grandson growing up by them. Their son ended up in a life of back in the life of crime, um, and he was arrested along with uh, four people who, if you look at them, they look very dangerous. And he's a, a nice Jewish kid that 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 we could have won back. Total disaster. Total disaster. 
destroyed family because the neighbors didn't want to smell smoke. I understand it's difficult, but it's called gullus. Be thankful it's not your kids and learn how to deal with it. Absolutely nothing wrong with walking by with your kids, with your arm around them, and, and saying, good Shabbos, good Shabbos Moshe, good Shabbos Chani, good Shabbos, just be nice and walk by. They smelled smoke, it's okay. You know the story of Rabshayla Kerestir? Rabshayla in Kerestir, Rabshayla Beremaisha. There was a, what they called a hobo, a homeless guy. Nabuchi had no children and he had no money, and he used to smoke on Shabbos. Where? He found his place right on top of the doorway when you come into the to the Bismarck and to the Shul. He sat on top and he would smoke on Shabbos. Not only that, as everybody was leaving shul and coming into shul and leaving shul, he would take the cigarette butt, flick it at them. Finally, a few chevra came to Rabshayla. said, Rabshayla, we have to tell him he can't do this. You have to tell him you can't smoke in the shul. Get out of here. Rabshayla said, I am not being merachik a Jew. They said, but, but it's crazy, smoking on top of the shul entrance on Shabbos in front of everybody. The children see it. What? I'm not going to be Merachik, a Jew. They said, but everyone's going to say that in Kerestir, Melot Chil Shabbos. People around the world are going to say, ooh, Kerestir, you think he's so from? They're okay with Chil Shabbos. They let it happen. Nobody was Meicha. Nobody protested. Nobody threw rocks. Shaila said, I will sooner close up the whole shop. I'm not going to be Rebbe. Close down the Kloys. It had a different name that they called it the Kreml. Kreml, the clays, whatever, shut down the whole operation before I reject, show any rejection over a Jew. End of story. Here's the end of the other story. The main instigator who got everyone in the neighborhood to, to ruin and destroy this family, his kids ended up going off the derach. His kid, he ended up being that family that had to make a decision. And he decided, after getting his help from his people, not to throw his kids out. And now he has the smoke on Shabbos coming from his front lawn. Because he has to do this. How sad. We don't know who's chosen for what. We have no right to reject a Jew. We have no right to hurt parents. We have no right. It's not necessary. The whole thing is an Einreddenish. The whole thing is a scare. They're going to see that it's okay to go off the derech. And then, th- we, we don't have a chinuch system. We are, our chinuch is based on fear that if you're going to choose to be modern or change, well, I am going to, I'm going to throw you out of my life and that's what's keeping Klal Yisrael from. We don't believe in our chinuch system. We don't believe in our kids. We don't believe that they want it. Then something's really wrong. We don't, we have to believe at least like the Amish. The Amish have, what's it called? Rumspring? Right? Rumspring. I don't know what it means. Rum? Rumspringa. Right? I guess in Yiddish it should be Arospring. Arumspringen. It comes from German from Arumspringen. Where they give them a year off. And come back if you're interested. I don't know what their data is. Somebody Google it. Does anybody come back? Yeah? They all come back? Most of them come back. I have to believe that our children, after 15, 16, 17, 18 years of Chinuch, and $250,000 plus tutors, that if we gave them the choice a year off, that they will come back, that we have MS, that we have the best life, a little faith in our children. No, if they see that I'm nice to somebody off the they're all going to want to be like them. They shouldn't see, you understand, so this girl is living now among Goyim, 
Because the only person, it's a very sad situation here that we have, and the only person that could save is her sister. Her sister is living in a certain place that is not exactly understanding of the sugya, and their, their genius, Mechanach, says to them, no, it's not healthy for your 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old to see that they have a 20-year-old aunt that's not from... And, and they wouldn't even see that she's not from. They'll see she's, uh, skirt is a little short. She's very, very idle. They'll see red nail polish. What are you talking about? Why is that part of Chinuch that they shouldn't see that it's a possibility? The eight-year-old is not going to go start smoking on Shabbat. Nobody goes off the derech if they're not in pain. Nobody goes off the derech because, like, we're living in, like, in, in this, some people, not everybody. And this is, this is why I am excited about the Ated. Thank you to the Ated that you burst the bubble, that people don't go off the derech just because we let them. And we're nice to them. And your kids will not follow and go off the derrick because it's not easy to do that. If you grow up from, it's very hard. They may struggle, they'll come back, they may struggle. The ones off the derrick publicly and all of that, they, they end up coming back. They're, they're suffering, they're in pain whether you see it or not. And be nice to them and teach your children. This is why I was so excited because a few years ago I did a video and I never sent it out because I said, no, Clydesdale is not ready to hear about this. That it's time to teach all of our children how how to be nice to those to those kids off the derech and to the siblings instead of saying right is that your housekeeper or that's your sister or your housekeeper? So many of our siblings are hurt on the school bus because they're being teased, and they also everybody needs to learn not to tease, and that's why we have that beautiful Naftali made that beautiful card of what to say, the advice that I tell you, it's so good. You give it to your kids, to the siblings, to give it to their friends, they'll never bother bother them again. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. But everybody needs to learn. We don't make fun of people. We don't judge people. We don't judge the sibling. We don't judge the parents. We're not evil. We're not mean. We don't avoid. We, I took my kids to the park Friday night. As a schus before Rosh Hashanah, we need schusim. Let's go be nice to people, to Yidin that, that, that are broken. And they were smoking, and my kids were there. My kids are not going to smoke on Shabbos because they see that Tati's okay with it. And they know what I believe, and they have the same chinuch, better chinuch than I am. They're not going to, oh, Tati, you're not going to, you're not going to kill me, you're not going to stab me? Okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll start smoking cigarettes on Shabbos. No, real chinuch. And, and it's time to teach them. What the G'daylim taught us on how to deal with people who are not as from as us, which is not to judge them, not to look down at them, not to be, to only be makar of them, but avoysa is ahava. We have made so many mistakes. It's like a dark cloud came over us in the last 30 years. And the first gut reaction was, nafaros varfin, throw them out, throw them out, throw them out. We've lost, we buried literally thousands of neshamas that did not have to die. Okay. Thank you, Yated. Everybody, please subscribe. Please write to the editor and send regards from Avi. The real, real thank you goes to the brains of the Yated. You know who the, the main person is? Penny Lipschus. Reb Penny Lipschus. If not for him, none of this would happen. He knows what's going on. He's smart and he's not afraid to go ahead and to show the world what Das Torah real chinuch is. Thanks, Penny.